Hello and welcome to Rebounding Faith. I'm Gina Ferrari. I'm Kristen Corona. And I'm Catherine Baer. When walking in faith seems impossible and you can't see the purpose in your pain, we are here to help you find hope in the struggle. Welcome to Rebounding Faith. I hope everyone's having a great week so far. I'm Kristen Corona and I'm here with Gina Ferrari and Catherine Baer. And as always, um, we hope that you guys are engaging with us as much as you can. We love your feedback. We've had a lot of you guys reach out to us on the website and provide your thoughts and feedback and engage with mm-hmm. us. Um, so please continue to do that. Sometimes we encourage doing a, those comments. Let yeah. us know what's working for you. Sometimes doing a podcast can be a little bit hard. It feels like it's maybe one-sided. So the more you guys can engage with us, the better. I'm really excited for the episode today. What I can say is that it's January 12th, which means that more than half of you listening have either already broken your New Year's (laughs) resolutions or, wait, are getting ready to in the next two weeks if you haven't. That's funny. How do you like that for a motivating intro? Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. (laughs) We'll get into some New Year's resolution stats in a bit. But in all honesty, I do think that the beginning of the new year brings with it a time of reflection, resetting of goals, and things we want to accomplish throughout the year. And many people do this in the form of New Year's resolutions. I know some people are really against New Year's resolutions. But regardless, most people are doing a lot of reflection right now. Mm-hmm. I tend to spend a ton of time in January, whether it's work-related or personal setting goals, um, both personally and, like I said, professionally, and things I want to accomplish for myself and also my family. Um, some people I know pick a word for the year, something that they want to center their mindset around. That or will, a verse. Or a verse. I, like mm-hmm. I remember, you know, at, at church it, when I was employed there, we'd always have the verse of the year. Verse so, of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think just help you center yourself day to day. Do you guys do New Year's resolutions or, or what type of goal setting and stuff do you do at the beginning of the year? Well, I just have to say this is always so funny to me how in December – We just, like any food, cookies, whatever, just, you know, we're just spent. And then come January, like, Happy New Year. Okay, now we got to crack down. Like, we really Now I'm going to starve myself. Now we're going to do, like, you know, it's just so funny how, like, literally, like, uh, as the clock turns and the date calendar turns, it's just all different now because of of the time of year. So I always think that's just hysterical. And, And I look at it as, like, the whole year you're just kind of, meandering away from that resolution until December arrives and it's like you're really far from where you started but who knows 2022 might be different might be the year yeah what about you Gina yeah oh my gosh I'm like everyone else and I used to always make these new year's resolutions or a few of them and then I would never stick to them and then I'd be so disappointed in myself and so this year I don't know. I just decided to do something different, and it was in December. And I just sat down uh, with pen and paper, and I wrote a list. Uh, I started with my blessings and the things over this um, past year that I was thankful for. Uh, I wrote a list of some lessons that I learned, and then I wrote a list of the things that no longer served me, mm, the things that, that just don't serve my highest good that yeah. I wanted to let go of and that I didn't want to take into the new year. 
So for me, it was like, okay, I'm just going to reflect for a minute, and then I am going to resolve um, and let go of the things that didn't work for me. Instead of trying to make a resolution of what I was going to do this year, I just wanted to let go of what didn't work for me last year. Right. I love that. I, I like the concept of, we talk about, about this at work a lot, like start, stop, continue, mm-hmm. which is kind of like what you were referring to, mm-hmm. right? Like, what do I want to start doing? What do I want to stop doing? And what mm-hmm. do I want to continue doing? Because I think a lot of people don't give themselves credit for a lot of things that they were doing well in the previous year. And mm-hmm. it seems like to your point, Catherine, people kind of cut it off at the end of the year. And then it's like, all right, new year, new right. me, like right. completely different person. Mm-hmm. It's like, give yourself some credit. Yeah, I love that. What about you, Catherine? Do you do anything related to like New Year's resolutions or goals? So it's so funny because my husband hates New Year's resolutions like so much. He doesn't want to talk about it. Like if I bring it up, oh, no, that's stupid. And he just will not. So I think over the years, they say the longer you're married to someone, kind of the more it like rubs off (laughs) on you. So after a while, I just stopped altogether doing it. But I as just as a discipline and a practice, I try to do this as often as I can. In fact, one of my favorite things to do at work is to make a stop doing list. I Mm. love that. And it's just equally as important as start doing. Mm. So I love to, to do that. And so for me, just as a usual practice, I will do that all through the year. And so, yeah, so I always have a few resolutions that I'm always eyeing and working toward. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Mm -hmm. Well, here's some interesting statistics on new year's resolutions. Okay. So on average, people stick to them for about 32 to 36 days. Not not hours, but days. <laughs> I was going to say, what? 32 <laughs> hours. I gave it a solid day. <laughs> In my case, 32 hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. The top reason our resolutions don't stick is a lack of discipline, mm-hmm. followed by busy schedules and lacking the proper time to see them through. Mm. So lack of planning. Lack I of think plan. it's lack of discipline. And then we blame our busy schedule. On our lack of discipline. Yeah. 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 Or prep. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um, Staying on budget, saving for retirement, sticking to an exercise routine, and spending less money all tally as the biggest ways Americans struggle to meet their goals on a daily basis. Which is interesting. And then 30% of people don't bother to That's make New Year's resolutions <laughs> because yes. they know they won't keep the resolution. Which is hilarious that he has company. And I was I like, he's the only one that, no. No, 30%. Yeah, 30%. You let him know that. I don't know I if you want to let him know that or not. Yeah, but <laughs> encourage him in this. Yes. Yes. Well, I think that while creating goals can help us build good habits, at least I think that's the intent, right? Mm-hmm. I think shifting our focus today away from what we are hoping to accomplish this year. And I'd like to focus more inward on who is making the goal and why. Mm -hmm. And let me break down what I mean by that. I know for myself, a lot of my goals tend to be around things that I want. Um, Things that I want for my family or that I want for my career that I want to accomplish. And I'd like for us, and when I say us, I'm speaking to myself too, to dig a little bit deeper this year and to start thinking about what God wants us to do Mm. this year. What do you guys think about that? I love that. Yeah, I think that when it comes to what God wants for us, it's usually 
uh, character driven, right? It's building our character and we're looking at, I want to lose 10 pounds. Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, I want to make more money. And he's like, let's, let's go a little deeper than that. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm, I, I think that he probably wants us to be healthy. Uh-huh. I don't think he cares what we look like in a swimsuit necessarily. Right. right. So <laughs> not as much as we do. Not like, as much as we yeah, do. Sure. Unfortunately. Yeah. So I want us just to think about a couple of things, right? Are we prepared to take on all that God wants us to this year? Mm. I don't know that we ever can be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. I think that's intentional and it's God, it's by design. I think we, if we're prepared for it, then we don't need God. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess think, though yeah. that it's that maybe not prepared, but willing and available. Yes, yes that's and right. saying that we're mm-hmm. we're willing to be obedient, right? Yeah, it's yeah. again not ability but availability. Yeah, are we yeah. willing to step out? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, our our podcast is called Rebounding Faith. Mm-hmm. We're obviously targeting people who are struggling with their faith. Yeah, and we've gotten a lot of feedback from people that that really resonates. Mm-hmm. That a lot of people struggle with their faith. So with that in mind there's a good chance that most of you listening don't feel like you're in a great position to do more for God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You maybe don't feel worthy. You don't feel like you're the right person. And we're going to talk about some examples that we all have related to how we felt that way. But what I'm hoping is that we can pause a bit to really think about a couple of things. Do we understand our strengths? That doesn't mean, like, a strength doesn't mean that you've perfected something. doesn't mean that you're the best at it. But every single person has strengths, things that God is working on through us, mm-hmm. right? And strength, as just defined by dictionary.com, is mental power, force, vigor, firmness, courageousness, um, Another way of thinking about this is, do we understand our value? Mm -hmm. And value simply means it's something is to consider with respect, excellence, usefulness, or importance. Mm -hmm. Hmm. What do you guys think? I, I look at strength, and when you talk about it in terms of like, God working on us uh, through our strength or what have you. Obviously, we each have strengths. And in my eyes, it's something that comes easier to me than maybe you or vice versa. Your strength comes easier to you. Um, But I kind of also like to call it a gift because I think God has given us each giftings, different Mm -hmm. areas that we're just, it just comes natural and we just do it. So that's how I look at that. But it, to me, I, I really struggle with this because I want to derive my value from my strength. Mm-hmm. And I think that's dangerous because, you know, if we put so much emphasis on our value on something that is uh, an actionable step or something that we do like on us, it's taking away from God. And so our value always has to be rooted in the fact that he, we are his creation and he created us to be exactly as we are. And just, if we do nothing else today, but breathe, 
we have value. And so I think that's, I speak from the heart because a lot of my value, I struggle with that, is always rooted in accomplishment. And mm-hmm. so I, strengths are very, very close to that with accomplishment, achievement. Um, so again, it's that reminder that our value already is. There's nothing we have to do to earn it. Yeah, nothing we can do to make God mm-hmm. love us more. Nothing we right. can do will make him love us yeah, less. Yeah, it just is, yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, though, Catherine, about our strengths and, and, and our value and where we derive our value from. Right. And is it from the world and what the world says is valuable yeah. or what God says is valuable? And many New Year's resolutions, going back to what you were saying, Kristen, about you know, being better or thinner or whatever it is that we're after, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times I think we're trying to increase our value sometimes through those resolutions. Yeah. So let me ask you this because I, I, I want to push back on that thought mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a good thing for maybe yeah. us to talk through. So I understand that there's nothing that we can do that will make God love us more. But if you go back to what you said, Catherine, in the example, uh, like if all we did today was breathe, what I struggle with with that is that let's just take that and span it across everybody in the entire world. So everybody feels like they don't have to do anything Mm -hmm. except for breathe to promote what God wants. Mm -hmm. That doesn't make sense. Promote what God wants. I think it is for us to just have value. I don't think we have to do anything to earn value. Mm -hmm. But I do think, and scripture clearly says, that there are things prepared in advance for us to do. So each of us has a purpose. We have a reason for being here. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I think to live life to the fullest and according to God's plan, it requires our participation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we that's absolutely have to co-labor mm-hmm. with yeah. God, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. on these yeah. things. I mean, he, nothing I can do can make him love me more. He's not going to go, oh, she's a good, at, she's good at this, so I love her more. His love is unconditional, you know, but we do have strengths, and he's given us these gifts right, to, to use. use. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so focusing on taking a moment to pause mm-hmm. and really focus on what are those strengths. Mm-hmm. I think is important mm-hmm. because even in our weakest of weakest moments, we still have strengths and we still have things that we can do to the benefit of his word and mm-hmm. what he wants for our life and what he wants for our purpose. And some days that might be really, really hard to muster up. But I, I think that's the benefit of why people even do goals, right? Mm-hmm. Is to kind of keep you on track, to be a reminder of what you are committed to doing and what you know about yourself and reminding yourself that you are valuable. Yes. Um. So I, I know you really love this diamond in the rough analogy, Catherine, that I you've do. used before. Do you I want to do. talk about it a bit? I do. So I, gosh, it was probably about, I don't know, five, seven years ago or something. I was doing a piece on value. And God just gave me this image um, when I was in prayer one day about a diamond in the rough, right? So when you're diamond mining and you pull it out, it's literally 
Well, first of all, diamonds are as old as the earth. I mean, it's just, I was amazed to learn how old they are. And they're made under pressure, right? Which I also love, a lot, mm-hmm. lot to that. So when you pull them out and you extract them, they're in this rock, right? And there's no beauty for that rock. It's just, it has to be almost like broken, crushed, polished. It has to go through, similar to gold, right? And refining, it has to go through its own process. But a miner who's pulling it out and actually conducting that process would never throw out something like that just because it's not pleasing to the eye in the beginning. He knows that something has to occur to ex- like to bring out that inner beauty. And so I, I believe that through the process of our lives and going through these difficult circumstances and situations that God allows that to happen as a way to bring that inner beauty out, to enhance those strengths, those gifts. And that again, diamonds are made under pressure, right? So I think that our strengths are enhanced under pressure, but then there's a process that goes through to bring that out and have us shine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect analogy to discuss or just kind of represent what Mm -hmm. we're discussing today, right? Is this thought of like at the beginning, it doesn't seem beautiful, Mm -hmm. perfect, whatever you would say, but it's not about that. It's Mm -hmm. about the process. And, And a miner knows right off that that rock Mm -hmm. that would just look like a rock to me that I might just kick aside is not just a rock but a diamond in the rough, mm-hmm. right? You know, exactly. Yeah. There's a couple of verses in the Bible that um, we want to reference that we think um, are just really relevant for this. So I'll, I'll start with the first one. Psalm 139, 14. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Mm-hmm. I really love that I one. I love that one. I, I really like Matthew six twenty six that says, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And again, referencing, look at the birds of the air. They're not doing anything. They're Mm -hmm. not sowing, gathering. They're just being, right? Mm -hmm. And they have value. So are we not more valuable than they? I love that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. of course. And the final verse is Luke 12, 7. Why, even the hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not, you are more valuable than many sparrows. So I, I think we, we wanted to reference some of those verses. And again, we're always thinking about the, the type of person that's listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and, and trying to always. do our best. Yes to put ourselves in the shoes of someone who might be listening because regardless of where you are in your faith journey, we've all been been there at some point, right? And still are, and I think, at times, you know, depending on, you know, the circumstance and the trial, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah. And what we do know, though, is that if you're listening to this podcast, you are aware that you're struggling mm-hmm. with your faith, right? And like Catherine always likes to say, you're not going to, you know, start off in the fetal position, right. cr- you know, curled up and start, you know, sprinting a marathon the next day. It's going to be these steps. So this is a step in that direction. And 
what we hope for that we can talk about even more today is just what some of those steps might look like for you this year to continue on that walk. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we we get to the, the positive side of, of this conversation, I do think it's important for us to think about when we're when we're in the depths of our sorrow and we're really really struggling um what are some of the feelings that we might have that may hold us back from setting goals that are more centered on what god may want for us rather than ourselves and things that you know quite honestly tend to be a little bit more materialistic in nature yeah i would say self doubt um, you know, lacking your confidence uh, in yourself and your abilities can keep you from stepping into what God is, you, f- you really feel him, you know, calling you to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm right there with you on that. And the things that hold me back are, are, are always tricks of the evil one who comes to destroy with his lies and discouragement and doubt and criticism. Those you know, I, I have to stop and, like we said, reset and remember who I am and who I am in, in, in God and, and fix my mind right back in where it needs to be because I can certainly go down that negative path. Mm-hmm. I think for me, um, this isn't going to come to a, as a surprise to you guys, but it's more about control for me. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when I'm not back in a, to the back to that, here we are. I think we've talked about them in every control episode the so far. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's for me when I'm not in a great place with my faith, it, I'm just super distant from God. So mm-hmm. I'm just not even, I don't think I'm making a conscious decision that I'm going to ignore what he wants me to do. I'm just so fixated on the things in my life that I can control so that I actually feel like I'm accomplishing something so that I feel value Mm -hmm. or valued. Um, And so for me, I think it shows up in that like busyness of like my to-do list and feeling good about like things that I'm checking off and I'm getting done. And I went to the gym today and I did this and I did that. And so um, I think that's usually what I notice about myself. Mm. That's so interesting. And so, Kristen, do you have moments when you don't do that and then you feel sort of like a um, a little nick in your value or your self-worth where you start to feel that drop a little bit? For sure. So it's definitely a correlation between, yep, I do this and then I feel better. Well, the reality is like there's no end to some of that stuff, right? Like you're working out for what? Like mm-hmm. what? What's like the ultimate goal that you're Your ever going to be? Your cardiovascular health. What else? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I do obviously believe in, in being healthy, and, and that's important. But I think that it just you get to a point where you realize that there's just n- there's not a lot of meat on that bone, mm-hmm. you know. Totally and for true. people that you know want money, I, I think that what's the amount of money that you're going to be satisfied with where you're going to feel like, okay, I did it. You're not, you know, and it's the same thing at work. We talk about it with setting goals every yeah. year. We're a sales company. You have revenue goals. Right. You hit that goal. It's not, I mean, you, you celebrate it a little bit at the end of the year, like in December, yeah. everyone's excited, but you get back in January and you're like right back on that hamster wheel. Oh, of like, yeah. what are we going to do this year? Yep. 
You know, it makes me laugh because I think of like John D. Rockefeller and that famous quote where they asked him, you know, how much money will be enough? And his answer was just a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's so true. It's just always just a little bit more. And I think it just erodes our sense of peace when we can never get to that yeah. place. You know, when, and I know we've talked about this in previous episodes. I believe it was the If I Could Only episode where we really went into detail about enough. Hmm. When will hmm. we be enough? enough. Yeah. yeah. Always yep. in the comparison. And that can show up. That yeah. can show up here. Mm -hmm. You know, doubt and fear are, are real. And I think there's things that can absolutely hold us back. Mm -hmm. Um, when God is asking us to do something or be someone and we don't think that we're capable. Um, I think this is what happened with Saul when we um, when he was anointed as king by Samuel. And that's in 1 Samuel 10, verses 17 through 27. And I'll just do a recap for you guys. But um, Samuel began the presentation of Saul as the king of Israel by recounting the sad state of affairs leading to Saul's appointment. He reminded the people that they had rejected the Lord as their king when they were asked for a monarch, like when they asked for a monarch like those of the other nations. Remember, however, that merely requesting a ruler was not sinful, for God intended from the start to give Israel a king. In fact, the Lord called our first parents, Adam and Eve, to take dominion over earth, to reign over it for the sake of his glory. The right king in Israel would be a fulfillment of that promise. The problem with the Israelites' first request for a king was that they did not want a monarch who conformed to God's ideal. They wanted a king who would glorify in himself and who would fight their battles in place of the Lord. But when they went to appoint Saul, at the end of the day, he was nowhere to be found. And after a search, they found him hiding amongst the baggage or that. luggage, like mm -hmm. we say. Yeah. And this suggests a great fear on Sal's part, right? Which might be understandable given the responsibility that was now his. It's not uncommon for people to experience fear with respect to the calling that they have been given or a sense of unworthiness for that calling. However, at the end of the day, such feelings become sin when they keep us from serving as the Lord has appointed us to serve. If God has called us to a task, if it is no mark of humility to let our fear keep us from serving where he has placed us, if God has called us, he will equip us for our calling. Absolutely. I love that story. And there's another point to this story, Kristen, that I just wanted to uh, insert here. A few verses before this, Saul is traveling with his servant and they've lost the donkey. They're looking for a donkey. So the servant suggests, why don't we go see Samuel? He's the prophet or the seer. He'll tell us where to go. And Saul says, well, we don't have any money. We don't have anything to give him, you know? And I stopped there and I thought, here's a servant that is saying, let's go do this, not even giving any thought to what can I pay this person or whatever. And Saul is saying, he's not going to see me for me. I have to give him something for him to talk to me to in exchange for this. So you could already see his self-worth was eroded. And there's something that really spoke to me about that verse, about value, that a servant wouldn't even occur to a servant. Yet to Saul, it just, I, I don't know, it just really resonated. So it was no surprise a few verses later where he's hiding 
from the call that God has placed on his life, thinking, I cannot do this and really question, you know, abilities. And I think this is so relevant to the topic today that really it can interfere with things when, you know, it doesn't start with hiding in the bag. It started before for Mm -hmm. Saul. And I think it starts early for so many of us. And we'll see signs of that in our life where I can't talk to that person. I don't have anything to give them. I can't apply for that job. I don't have any experience. I can't, you know, it's always these reasons of why I can't that keeps us from. In the servant though, I just, you saying this, Catherine and I just thought a servant, he didn't give it a second thought. Right. He's not used to having any money. Right? Yeah. He's the like, let's just go. I always just, don't have anything right. to do. <laughs> yeah. He's just choosing to ask, yeah. to lo- looking to someone else, right? That's right. To mm-hmm. him. So that was just a second nature to him. Let's just go and yeah. ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Didn't even, but it's just, yeah, so interesting to me that Saul, instead of following along, like, great idea. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Nope. I got to pay him for him to talk to me or give me And it might have been a bit of an excuse, too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having some self-doubt, for, right. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Well, I, it reminds me of this phrase that's called imposter syndrome, mm. and it's where you feel like a fraud or you doubt your abilities and don't feel capable or deserving or worthy. Um, and I think you could say that in that story, so I was definitely feeling some imposter mm-hmm. syndrome. Yeah. The whole imposter syndrome title. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know that there was such a thing. I just thought it was the definition of me. I, I mean, <laughs> see Gina. That's what see, it says. <laughs> see Gina. Syndrome, because I have felt that my whole life I've had these like deep insecurities and that I'm not capable and I'm not worthy. And oh, my gosh, somebody's going to see through that. I'm just faking it until I can yeah. make it kind of thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, when someone put a, a, a name for it, I was like, oh, finally, that that's what that's what I felt like all of this time is is an imposter, you know. So, do you think I'm going to throw this question out there and see what you guys think? Do you think it's that you're an imposter, or do you think that you're just in the wrong seat? You're doing something that really you need to be doing something else for God. Maybe both of those things, Catherine. Yeah. I, I know that there's times, though, that it has just been my insecurities mm-hmm. and, and then having to be reminded who God calls, he equips. Right. And right. when he has called you, he will equip you. And then sometimes maybe you're right. Maybe it's just... You're, it, like, you're get just, out of that seat. Somebody yeah. else is supposed to be sitting in that exactly. seat. You need to be over here yeah. doing something else. Yeah. yeah. Good thought. Well, and... Let me ask you this. Clarify clarify the difference in those a little bit for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. So there's a saying um, that we use at work, and I love this. It's when you look at and you're evaluating someone, are they the right person uh, to be working at the company? Do they fit our values? Are they the right person? Okay, yes, they are. Okay, then you look at the seat that they're occupying. Is this the right seat for them? If there's a problem or do they need to be somewhere else based mm. on their like skills. from a skills standpoint skills so where their right, strengths experience, mm-hmm. right exactly. tying it back to strengths yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so maybe sometimes like our will interferes and guides us in the wrong like i need to be doing this i'm gonna double down and do this right yeah but really that's not what we're supposed to be doing mm. that's not you know and so and, and then i think imposter syndrome can begin to filter in where we start to feel like 
you know, I'm going to do this, but I'm not really qualified, but I'm going to do this, but I'm, you know, and so I think we wrestle with that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Or we can. Yeah. The reason I appreciate that clarity, because the reason I was asking is I feel like they're kind of one in the same for me. Mm. Um, I know that we've all openly talked about this, but even doing this podcast, um, let me back up because I think this will come like for full circle with what we're talking about. So for the longest time, I was struggling with my faith and I was praying to be stronger in my faith. And I didn't know what that meant. I think what I, I honestly think, and it sounds very naive in hindsight, but I think at the time what I was thinking is I want more of a desire to serve at my church, to go to church consistently, to read the Bible more and stay committed to my quiet time and that's what like being stronger in my faith meant. Mm. Well, you know, then you look at what happened the next like three years in my life with like immense struggles with infertility. And so you were praying for this before you had those struggles. Yeah, big time. Mm. So then it, you know, then we start going through my husband and I, like the hardest things we've gone through in our life together. Mm-hmm. Right. And then um, I'm sitting at church one day. And I hear the pastor talking about encouraging women, right? Which was obviously the small group that you guys were leading prior to this. And I thought to myself, I mean, I might as well try it. Sounds like it's speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot, but that's how I met you guys. And then you you asked me to be a part of this podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, so going back to, am I in the wrong seat or am I having imposter syndrome? Both. I didn't feel like this was the right seat for me. I didn't feel uh, what was going through my head was, I don't know the Bible well enough. Like I, I didn't study theology. I didn't, I mean, I don't even go to church all the time, to be honest with you. Like yeah. I miss some Sundays. Especially right now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like yeah. all of these things were going through my head and I don't, know what I like what credentials I thought I needed to be doing this but like here we are today right yeah and And you know it's you saying that Kristen I just remember because when Catherine had you know the idea to do the podcast even though she says she doesn't really know you know was I really called do I have what it takes what yes she all along had it I then along for the ride, right? I'm going, I'm going with her. But when we first started, we started recording just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And it quickly, very quickly became clear to me that we needed a third voice, that we yes. needed a different dimension. Somebody who, like, we're three different decades in life. I'm the oldest, then comes Catherine, and then, you know, is Kristen. And we had Catherine and I, while we're different people and have different thought processes and all, I really thought we need somebody who has no problem asking tough questions and will push back a little bit and, and, and ask for something to be explained. And immediately, I mean, immediately Kristen came to mind. Um, she had just gone through the 10 week program. She was so engaging. She was in it and, and asked questions and had a whole different lens that she looked through things. And I just knew like instantly, let's just, let's ask, let's ask Kristen, do you, 
will you come and will, will you record with us? And you're, yeah, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. Kristen, sure, <laughs> you know, she's she's willing to jump in, but but we didn't doubt that you were going to be in the right seat, you know. Yeah. Well, thank you mm-hmm. for saying that. I think, you know, the what really sticks with me about that story and and how we're all sitting here today is just that the way that prayers get answered is just completely different than what you may think. Yeah. And the way that you might be able to move forward in your faith walk could be totally different than what you're praying for mm-hmm. or what you think the next step yeah. may be. And I, I might even say usually is yeah different because God, you know, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are different than our ways. And so, I think we should expect it to look different. Yeah, I mean, two years ago, yeah. if you said we'd be sitting here doing this podcast, I would have said you're crazy. Like, there's no way I'm the person yeah. that's going to be doing that. And mm-hmm. this this isn't about me, but it's I, I think a, just a good story this of like isn't called Kristen. Kristen, <laughs> <laughs> all you, you want to know? <laughs> well, the, when I was writing this, I was like <laughs> speaking to myself. Um, but, you, you know, I said this at the beginning. I, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are feeling somewhat the way I was feeling that mm-hmm. day in church where mm-hmm. you're just struggling and you're desperate and you don't you don't know what the next step is, but, you know, you need to take a step. Right. And like I said also, though, but you but your step is that you're listening. Yeah. So I, I think that a good next step is to start thinking about your well, one reassure yourself that you're valued yeah. by the most important mm-hmm. being and then also be thinking about how your strengths may be able to help you make that next step because if i i went into to encouraging women with you guys i was i was just being myself right. but that but that's that's how we bonded was mm-hmm. through that. Right. Um, and so I think that we can all start to be a little bit more courageous mm-hmm. with being intentional about what that one next step might may be. And the willingness, like yeah. we were talking about, right? Mm-hmm. I, none of us. I mean, Catherine had the idea to do a podcast, but she didn't have any experience in that. Mm-mm. You know, none of us... None of us have the experience to say, hey, we can we can have a podcast and do it successfully. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to be available to the calling of God. And Catherine felt this calling to do this. And I my commitment was to Catherine, you know, and and God has showed up in a big way. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. just us being ourselves and God knew each of our strengths and putting those together, like the thread with three, you know, strands that just makes it so much stronger. And us being our authentic, real selves and saying we do not have all the answers. We're not all, we are a work in progress too. And in that realness is what's resonating. It certainly is our, our desire mm-hmm. to. Yeah. So, you know, in talking about being courageous, right, and as I like to say, you know, being bold, I think there's a couple of verses in the Bible that really stand out. So, uh, you know, kind of like we did before, I think maybe reading a verse that really stood out to us here. Um, mine would be 2 Timothy 1.7. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, 
love and self-discipline. And my favorite verse on courage is 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything with love. I love that one. Uh, I chose Second Chronicles fifteen seven that says, But you take courage. Do not let your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Those are so good. Really, really good. Yeah. I think an- another piece of this um, is also just who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. um, and making sure that you are around people who believe in you and support you. Um, they support your strengths. They make you feel valued. Um, I, I think that negative people, I mean, I just, I, I can't do it. And I don't mean negative people that are just outright negative, but if you really know what you're passionate about and what you're trying to do in the name of God, and, and you have people in your life that aren't supporting that, mm-hmm. um, it's going to make it really, really hard. Um, so I, I think surrounding yourself with people who are really supportive and who push you to and be really great here. You. Yeah. And yeah. who push you to take that next step, whatever it may be mm-hmm. is really important. Um, I, I think I want you guys also just to know that you're here for a reason. You're listening to this podcast for a reason. Um, he wants you here, all of you. And I think, um, we just shouldn't let a day go by where we're not challenging ourselves to be our very best in trying to live the life that he wants us to live here. And again, like even on your worst day where you're just maybe really struggling with that, um, if we can get our minds in a place where just one positive step could mean so much and it could yeah. be the difference, um, I think that's really motivating. And if we if we can't, if we, if it can't come from us, let's not forget that, you know, we can call on God who lives within us, right? Mm -hmm. The spirit to do that for us. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's really important to also, as you sort of alluded to Kristen with having grace with ourselves, because if, you know, you are like me and you set your sights really high on achievement and accomplishment and you don't hit the mark, right? You have Mm. to accept that disappointment and that quote failure, right? Air quotes, failure. But with that, we need to have grace for ourselves and Mm -hmm. that God, if his mercies can be new every morning, why can't ours be when we wake up? You know what? New day. We can't do a darn thing to change what happened yesterday. We can't change a conversation we had. We can't change a decision we made. We can't change any of it. But moving forward, we can. And so it's really focused on kind of what you were saying, Kristen, about the positivity of what can I change today Mm -hmm. and being within our control, right? What can we change today? Mm -hmm. And one thing I think we can change today is have our eyes on God, right? One of my favorite, favorite verses is out of Isaiah where God says, I will guide you with my eye. Do you think about that verse? For someone to guide you with their eye, you have to be so close and focused on their eyes. Like we need to be that focused daily in order to move forward in the plan that he has for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too that, you know, the, I've had a issue with negative self-talk 
And when you feel like you failed, just changing that word and taking that word out. The lesson. It was the lesson. You know what I mean? Learn right. the lesson and keep moving forward. And 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 if today is a struggle, just getting up and asking God, just meet me where I, meet me where I am today. Yeah. Show me who you are in a personal way, mm-hmm. so that I can just take a small step forward. Those small steps add up. I love that. I think too. Um, in closing, I'll, I'll just say this last thing. Um, there was a, a book that I read, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And I think one of the things that he talked about was, and in, in this is in line with what you said at the beginning, Gina, about God caring more about our character. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I do think setting goals are important. I'm not mm-hmm. saying to like go home and tell your spouse or whoever, like, we're not saving anymore. It doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Yeah. Or, that's more fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to the gym anymore. I got to focus on yeah. this. But I, let's just be aware. Yeah that there's a whole other set of goals that are more focused on our walk and our faith with God that need to be recognized. And I think we too often forget them. And they have eternal impact. Yeah. Right. And what, and what he talks about in this book is creating goals that focus on our values, right? So instead of saying, I want to um, lose X amount of pounds, it's I'm a disciplined person. Keep me disciplined to when I say I'm going to go to the gym, I go. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to say that I want to be stronger in my faith, then if I'm a disciplined person, what can I commit to every day that's going to help me take that next step, that's Mm -hmm. going to ensure that I can take that next step? So making goals that are more focused around your values and more focused on your strengths that will lead and who you are. And and, and that will lead that it will take care of the rest. It will lead to the positive results that you want. So I'll leave you guys with that. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today. As always, feel free to visit. Good. Thank you you for putting that together. Yeah. Timely, I think. Yes. Um, As always, feel free to visit our website to engage more. And we hope you join us next week. We're going to dive into fear a bit more. Um, Hopefully, no pun intended, it doesn't scare you away. But I think it's going to be a really good discussion. Um, And we hope you have a rebounding week. Bye. Bye. Have a great week. God bless. Thank you for joining us. Come and join us next week and be sure to like and subscribe to Rebounding Faith.